Matthew 18, verse 23 to 35. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to collect all the money his servants owed him. As the king began to do it, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. The man was not able to pay, so his master gave an order. The man, his wife, his children, and all he owned had to be sold to pay back what he owned. Then the servant fell on his knees in front of him. Give me time, he begged. I'll pay everything back. His master felt sorry for him. He forgave him what he owed and let him go. But then the servant went out and found one of the other servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he said. The other servant fell on his knees. Give me time, he begs. I'll pay it back. But the first servant refused. Instead, he went and had the man frozen prison. The man would be held there until he could pay back what he owed. The other servants saw what had happened and were very angry. They went and told their master everything. Then the master called the first servant in. You evil servant, he said. I forgave all that you owed me because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have mercy, had have mercy on the other servant just as I had mercy on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers. He would be punished until he paid back everything he owed. This is how my father in heaven will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Hello, hello. Hello, thank you, Poppy. That was lovely. Well, the sun is shining. It's, summer is close by, and all of you look like you've had way too much chocolate. <laughs> well, there are no arguments there. Today's message is about the unmerciful servant. So I'll start by telling you what a parable is. A parable is a short story. It usually has characters and events that are easy for us to understand and remember. Jesus often uses parables in his teaching to help you learn something deeper in a simple story. The lesson in today's parable is about forgiveness. In a few verses before, in verse 21 and 22, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, How many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. 77 times. That's a lot of times to forgive somebody, especially if they keep hurting you over and over again. So why is forgiveness a big deal? In Luke 17, it says... Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times they come back and they say, I repent, you must forgive them. Forgiveness is the most basic Christian quality. I mean, like I said, we celebrated Easter last weekend, which was the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the ultimate display of forgiveness. Without forgiveness, Christianity wouldn't be as we know it. Matthew 26, 28 says, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's have a look at the passage Poppy read. Jesus tells a parable about a king who forgives the servant's huge debt. The king had mercy on the servant. He took that burden of the debt off his hands. This would have been an amazing blessing, and the servant would have been eternally grateful for the actions of the king. However, the same servant refuses 
a smaller debt owed to him by a fellow servant. He didn't show him mercy or forgiveness and had him put into prison until he could pay him back. So despite his debts being forgiven, he refused to have mercy for the smaller debt owed to him. When the king finds out about this, he is angry. Verse 32 says, You wicked servant, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on the fellow servant just as I had on you? The king then chooses to imprison the servant for his actions. So instead, the servant now finds himself back in debt to the king, in prison, and no doubt that small debt is still owed to him. It's the natural feeling to get angry and upset. We might want to pay them back for things that they did to us. However, getting even is, in this way is not the way of our faith. Romans 12, 17 to 19 says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. So we're all in agreement that the crucifixion was for the forgiveness of sins. Yep. A couple of more forgiveness messages in the Old Testament is about Jacob and Esau. Esau forgives Jacob for stealing his birthright right at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 33. Now, these brothers had a relationship with much, much difficulty. But Esau's forgiveness is one way that God was able to bless Jacob. How about Joseph and his brothers? Everyone knows that story. It's one of the most powerful stories of forgiveness in the Old Testament and one of my favorites to teach. Joseph's brothers attempt to kill him. They then sell him into slavery, and after many years of ups and downs, the brothers are at his mercy. Amazingly, Joseph forgives them and shows them kindness and love. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. In this parable, we are also warned about the dangers of holding on to anger and bitterness. It can consume us and make us unwilling to extend grace and mercy to others, things the Lord so freely gives to us. It reminds us that God's justice will prevail in the end. We don't need to take matters into our own hands. God will ultimately make things right. So for the kids, imagine you're in school and somebody says, calls you a hurtful name. Instead of seeking revenge, you can choose to ignore the insult and respond with kindness. You might not feel like doing it at first, but it's the right thing to do and will bring you greater joy and peace in the long run. When thinking about forgiving people of their wrongdoings, I'm reminded about a message I heard many years ago. I'm sure most of us have experienced some kind of road rage. Um, someone cuts in front of us, bumps us on the pavements, jumps the queue, says an unkind word to us, the list goes on and on. In that instant, we can choose to get angry and react in a way we aren't very proud of. And for many, when that happens, it can affect the rest of our day. 
How many of you have had that experience and can truthfully say you were in a bad mood for the rest of the day? Show of hands. <laughs> yeah. So, someone gave me some wise advice once and said, in a situation like that, stop, take a breath, and pray for them. We don't know what it is that's going on in their life at that moment that made them act the way they did. But lifting them up to the Lord and blessing them with prayers and kindness will always prove to be the better solution. And I guarantee you will walk away from that situation feeling a million times better instead of the other way around. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to be easy, but I'd like us all to decide to give it our best shot. Let's choose not to allow feelings of anger, unforgiveness, hurt, bitterness, have control over our day and our emotions. I want to show you a little uh, experiment. What's this? A whiteboard. Okay, right, so I can write my name. I can write the date, 16th of April, and I can write my favorite color, which is blue. Right, everybody see that? Oh, sorry, I've made a mistake. Let me try again. Let's clear that. Right, can I start again? Is it all clear? No, almost. This is a little bit about how human forgiveness looks. We all know that we have to forgive and we have to love each other, but sometimes we leave a bit of smudge left behind. We, we, always, we forgive the people, but we're always reminded about what they've done to hurt us and forgive us. Let's try again. How about now? It's all clean? This is more about God's forgiveness, how God's forgiveness works. He knows we have made mistakes and that we will make mistakes, but he forgives us every time. And even if I decide to make another mistake and another one and another one, every time God will wipe the slate clean and forgive us. No matter what we've done, he will always, always forgive us. As the band starts to come up. Let's be thankful for God's forgiveness and in return forgive others when they do something wrong to us. Forgiving others doesn't mean we should let them hurt us or treat us badly. Instead, we should remember how merciful God is being to us and try to pass that mercy on to others. It's not always easy to forgive and we need God's help to show mercy to others. We can find comfort in knowing that God's forgiveness can erase our sins and even the ones that we haven't done yet. It starts with recognizing the power of forgiveness and the role it plays in our faith. We can choose to let go of our anger and trust in God's justice. We can pray for those who have hurt us, asking God to bless them and help us see them as he does. We can show kindness and compassion to those who have wronged us even when it's difficult. Finally, let us remember that our faith is revealed not just in what we say, but in what we do. And the most powerful ways we can demonstrate our faith is by choosing not to get even with others. Ephesians 4.31 says, Do not be bitter 
or angry or mad, never shout, unless it's bingo, angrily or say things to hurt others, never do anything evil. Thank you, God, for your forgiveness, and we ask for your help as we try to show mercy to those around us. Amen.